Welcome to Here Come the Sequels, a full spoiler podcast where we take a look at popular film franchises uh, one movie at a time. I'm Tyler. Yeah, we sometimes do that. I'm Alex. And I'm Britton. Uh, a quick disclaimer for the uh, listeners. If my voice sounds a little off or starts to go, uh, I'm st- still recovering from having screamed a lot during, during and after <laughs> this previous Sunday's uh, Academy Awards. Um, we're not going to talk about the obvious thing, but... Um, Zack Snyder has two Oscars. I will say that. Yeah. And I, I, no joke, really quick, thank you to my mother for uh, indulging in my literal screaming about the ceremony where I called it the worst telecast ever, but actually, no, I take it back. Best Oscars ever. What am I saying? <laughs> this is incredible. Yeah, the, oh. the, when you say the most important thing, um, you're talking about how, how Dune really cleaned up the technical categories, right? That's true. Dune got like six, I think. All really big congratulations to Dune and Coda, two movies. That, <laughs> really, uh, the, the fact that Coda won Best Picture is actually yeah, pretty incredible. I Troy like Kotsch was the best. Uh, congratulations to, to all those kids. Alex, go watch it. You haven't watched yeah. it yet, right? Nope. Do it. It's on the list. What did we watch this week we, we, we watch we couldn't have timed this better <laughs> we really couldn't have uh we we watched legends of the guardians owls of gahul correct yep. <laughs> I, I believe yeah. legend is singular there oh i think they i think the i think the guardians have been up to a couple of legendary there things. are several yeah uh, it's myths they have the there's the Battle of the Ice Claws, but then there are many other chronicles. Look, Britain, mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're saying that that it's a typo on the poster, then I'll, okay, well, let's let's go with that. I'm just saying I think Tyler's more spiritually accurate. I think yeah. I think you're saying that it's Zack about, Snyder and the Warner Brothers marketing team were dead wrong. It's about legends being born, yes. as well as the legends right. of the past. Right. Now, this, this uh, movie is based on a series of novels mm-hmm. by Catherine Lasky. Novellas, but go on. Tr- novellas. <laughs> now, I have not, I have shelved these books occasionally at work. Mm-hmm. I have never read them. Uh, either of you boys ever crack one of these? Yeah. Kids open? This was actually, I was I was fairly into this series. Okay. Uh, I think I have, me back at my, my parents' house, but I think I do own most of them. Like, there's like 15 of them. Oh, wow. Uh, but it's not like a. It's kind of weird because it's not a uh, a magic treehouse, sure, if you will. Sure. It's it's they're sequential fifteen, like each one has the number on the spine. Um, so it's it's a it's a long series with very short books, and they are um, just called the Guardians of Gahul, right? They, yes, they don't have probably... this, this weird uh, cockamamie uh, title shoehorning in like two different things. Yeah, and prepping I us for BBS. It really is prepping us for Batman versus Superman: Dawn of Justice, uh, as well as what do they call? Is it Zack Snyder's Justice League? Is what they call yes. the Snyder Cut ultimately? I believe so, yeah. Um, do, to to your memory, do, I'm assuming this movie doesn't just cover one book. I'm assuming it covers a I think pretty good portion. I think it. I was looking this up. I think it covers three ish. Okay. I would not have remembered off the top of my head, but I was yeah. trying to confirm it. So it's it's roughly three. I don't know exactly how accurate it is. I yeah. I, mean, I know I remember a lot of the character names uh, when they came up in the movie. I was like, ah, our our oh, good well. friend Twilight or yeah, Easel um, Rib. It's just, I did not remember Easel Rib 
And I did not remember that easel, easel rib is Lies of Kyle. <laughs> Gotta say that. I'm pretty sure it's Lies of Keel, but <laughs> I, like I do Lies like Lies of Kyle better because I, I've been wanting to start a garage band with you boys. <laughs> and I think Lies of Kyle is exactly <laughs> the, what, what to call it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I agree. I mean, I, th- we were talking about this beforehand. I, I think that this... The the character names in this uh, would be very fitting as a uh, a list of bands that you might see at a yeah. festival. You got Gilfy, Soren, Clud, uh, Eglantine, Clud. <laughs> um, Clud. You could tell that fool was was the Jan Brady because right. his name is Clud. Right. Yeah. Hey. Um, but no, it, it it. I don't even I don't even know where we start with something like this. I mean, I guess we haven't done the, the reviews yeah. yet, but I'm just saying the Warrior um, Cat books, which are just called Warriors, mm-hmm. they all have. There's a naming convention, and we can mock it all we want, but there's consistency. It's like Frog Star and Leap Face or whatever, right? <laughs> um, you know, in Harry Potter, they just have people names. Well, Ron <laughs> is, <it really> a, <laughs> mm, but <laughs> at least with with Guardians, it really does look like she went okay. Twilight. Digger, he's a burrowing owl, sure. Twilight's a little bit older. Anyway, I, I, I'll just grab a bunch of Scrabble tiles. Easel rib. Done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Also, Metal Beak. Yeah, Metal Which, Beak. Which, again, that's a band. That that's it should very, be. Yo, I, don't, sure. I don't know if it is, but it should be. Probably. Get them to open the Oscars. And I assume they would be, uh, like, uh, sort of wistful indie punk. Oh, Okay. There, there's there's a wistful indie uh, i don't know if it's uh, indie but a wistful music yeah. uh selection in this film that i'm excited to talk about we'll talk about it yeah alex what are the scores for this movie uh yeah let me get into that uh legend of the guardians the owls of gahul is from 2010 that feels like a lifetime ago directed by our our boy the man the myth the legend the legend of gahul the original uh, Zachary Snyder. Mm-hmm. It has a 52% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes and a 63% audience score. Now, you may look at that and go, wow, that seems pretty low. It's middle of the road for Snyder's films. So. <laughs> yeah. I I do think... I There are some movies that we review on this where we go back and watch them and it's like this is fine why yeah. why were you mad at this like what, what did this do to yeah. you critics <laughs> and i don't know if it's maybe it has something to do with the time and you know if movie reviewers are having to watch uh every other madagascar and ice age sure. and if you're having to watch a legend uh, of the guardians or whichever rise of the guardians Ri- rise right. of the guardians the i remember being i remember being a good time that came out yeah, the right. same year or whatever <laughs> did it really no probably not it might have. I'm gonna, I'm, I'll check. Just to say, we can't prove it. Yeah. Um, the, the, you could check, but it was 2012. Internet, well, that could be a false memory. Uh, yeah, that's, Mandela that's effect a, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, what? How? How big do you think we can get the following for a conspiracy about how the internet changed the date that <laughs> Rise of the Guardians came out? uh can pretty that, easy i would say that like that's got a good tumblr following type thing maybe not maybe not tumblr maybe it's like a dvnr thing i know that that is like no i'm i have a great faith that's on tumblr too. tyler i yeah. was gonna say we're, so like, we're one reddit oh thread God. away from being internet superstars that's what i'm saying I'm, like, I'm sure hey, that there's a 
a, an RP out there that already did a Jack Frost face claim. I don't actually know what that is, and I don't want Yay, to. Yay, I beat Tyler at the internet. <laughs> I'm, I'm I win. Good. good. You can have that one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, oh, no. Uh, anyway, I was going to yeah. say something at some point. Oh, yeah. The, the, it, it was interesting to me that the reviews for this were so bad, because it's like, I, I think this is fine. It looks pretty good. Oh, it looks um, fantastic for being made some... twelve years ago. Like, it, yeah, it, the animation is really good, and yeah. it's not like the budget's not in, insane. I mean, it's I yeah. don't know, I don't know for animated movies. No, we've talked about this with like Shrek. It's about it's it's lower than a lot of those. It was about. Yeah. It, um, it looks like eighty million is yeah about what it was. Yeah, and it looks a lot it, better. It almost left me wondering why Snyder hasn't returned to animation mm-hmm. in some form. I mean, I guess. Part of it is he got dragged into the DCU and that became the whole thing for a while. And um, only yeah, well, half so of much those see- movies are cartoons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, I'd, I'd love to see him go back to that and like. The, I, I think it you can tell how easy it is for him to realize is kind of the, the vision and what he's seeing when I assume I don't know exactly how the process looks for a traditional live action director who's going to yeah like i i know that there are some animated directors who've done animation and moved on to live action i don't know exactly what that would look like and and how you would be able to give enough feedback to sure make that successful but i feel like the fact that the visuals are very good shows you that like his his eye and his vision yeah is in it there are some quintessential snyderian uh, mm-hmm. moments um real quick let me do a synopsis of this old egg <laughs> ahem a father owl's tales of the guardians of gaul as jim sturgis exclaims mm-hmm. enthrall his son soren but an older son scoffs at the stories of winged warriors who fought an epic battle to save all of owl kind from the evil pure ones later the brothers become captives of the pure ones Ugh, pride goeth before the fowl but Soren makes a daring escape and, with the help of other young owls, seeks out the guardians and brings them back to defend their people once again. Also, an echidna is in it. Yeah. Spoilers. This movie is very... We are a full spoiler I podcast. Did, I didn't know that the guardians were coming back. The, the plot <laughs> synopsis should not have guaranteed that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie is very Australian. Yeah. Or Australian. Because there is an echidna. And I think they talk about dingoes at some point. They do. Yeah, uh, I did actually read... Because uh, I think I did more investigation into the making of this than I did for many of the other movies that we review on this podcast. Uh, it was very important for me to make sure I had all the facts right about Guardians of Legend. Ga, ga owls of who. <laughs> um, Go on. I <laughs> No, uh... Apparently, the because the studio was Australian, um, he ended up being like, hey, there, this already feels like an Australian production. Let's get Australian voice actors for everything. Like, he yeah. wanted to steer into that. So I think that's neat. I, I yeah. think it gives it a bit of character. Um, yeah, again, I, I'm a little baffled that this wasn't... It's not amazing in terms of the the overall i guess story and the 
you know, it's it's not necessarily breaking new ground anywhere aside from having some cool owl fights, but I I really am shocked this isn't doesn't have a more middling like 80s sure kind of score on Rotten Tomatoes. I I do wonder uh just thinking about the time that it came out and I it would be interesting to compare this with other animated movies of that year. I wonder if it was the case where Toy Story 3 came out that year and hmm. Like, that set the bar so high, because I think that was a summer release, and just, like, all yeah. the other animated r- movies just kind of fell to the wayside. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, uh, well, let me see here. Ow, wow, this was a banner year for animated movies, actually. All right, blow you my had... theory out of the water. Well, I'm, okay, actually, I say this, I'm starting to change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I just mean I recognize a lot of these. Um, you have things like, okay, Tangled... Mm-hmm. Uh, Despicable Me, How to How to mm-hmm. Train Your Dragon, yeah. Um, The Santa Apprentice, Halo Legends. <laughs> took, took me a long time to get there, but Toy Story Three, a couple of Scooby Doo's, a Tom and Jerry, a Cat in Paris is supposed to be really good. Open Season Three, oh, Space Chimps Two, Zartog Strikes Back. Oh, I need a third one. Um, and, uh, of course, Megamind and Shrek Forever After and Batman Under under the Red Hood. So I, probably what happened is they were like, well, nothing beats Megamind. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. I don't know. People like that movie. Yeah, I never saw it. I just know he's got a big head. Mm Mm-hmm. Kind of like some of the owls in this movie. Yeah. Like Metal Beak. Metal Beak does. I kind of- He has a big- everything like he's he's a big owl did you guys also wish we were going to get to see under that helmet and see his beakless face because you know it's kind of like it's kind of like darth vader you can't you can never take off the mask uh it'd be too yeah because then you got to look at david prowl i mean oh come on britain the number one rule you don't want your owls deconstructed yeah I'm I'm pretty sure Metal Beak is quite deconstructed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, he was voiced by Joel Edgerton, who I whatever whatever the notch above just being a good solid actor boy is, I think Joel Edgerton deserves yeah. it. Yeah, because he's he's really gifted and like he he's consistently good in things. This is very unrelated, but I did because of looking it up realize that he had played Gawain in a King Arthur movie. Yeah, which is fun because. Green Knight, the mm-hmm. movie. He's in. Yeah, he's anyway. awesome. I did want to uh, just talk about real quick, and we can actually get into the movie. The contrast between this and 300 is quite <laughs> sure. severe. And obviously in Snyder's filmography, we are missing Watchmen. We we did that before. Um, so go listen yep. to that episode. I think we were mostly positive on it. I was I was the one who is who is most positive i think you guys were a bit more mixed um but uh, uh, this just in contrast to 300 is just it's we're on the completely opposite end um in terms of style in terms of uh you know subject matter in terms of uh the optimistic nature of this movie (laughs) 
in terms of the oh maybe fascism is bad <laughs> message of this movie <laughs> which i can't say 300 had <laughs> it's fascinating yeah and especially because this movie is about like the pure ones being yeah, bad yeah. and that was kind of the spartans whole thing yeah pure ones who like collect and sort baby owls <laughs> Yeah. Into Seriously though, cats. like compare like looking at Snyder's films and kind of the issues that we've raised with him and like how he um portrays heroes sometimes, and obviously this, you know his Justice League actually fixes a lot of this. But if we're just taking like Man of Steel and, and BVS, it's like, oh, his heroes are kind of terrible people and I don't really like them, and maybe uh uh Superman having control over everyone is actually not a good thing. Um it's just, it's very weird. Like, this, its placement in his filmography just baffles me as, like, the mm-hmm. one, aside from Dawn of the Dead, the big film that, that we hadn't seen, because it's, like, it completely goes against most of his films. And I think this movie really solidifies for me how much... Snyder is about the visuals yeah. and will mm-hmm. he'll mold anything you put in his in his hands into something yeah. uh, that will probably have things that look cool. Um, it might also have things that look very bad, but maybe don't give him too much of a budget. Uh, maybe maybe pull that back some. Um, but yeah, I seeing how he was able to still bring across kind of the the very striking. Uh, like slow mo images. There are some very cool shots sure. of owls. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know totally in this movie. Um, I think a lot of the fights are really engaging. Where it does a really good job of showing how these birds would be fighting with these metal claws and yeah. uh, and, and and managing to do that without like also showing the stabbing, the actual yeah. like gore of it, but still you know making very clear what's happening. Yeah, it's a, it's I mean a it's a it's like an invented choreography of okay, well, yeah. If we don't want them slashing each other up the whole time, they they would probably be, you know, agile enough to constantly be locking their claws instead of necessarily right slashing each other. Like they they block each other's hits a lot, things like that. So, um, it kind of like becomes this this aerial sword fighting. Uh, it's pretty neat. Like it is it is creative. It it looks great. There's a there's some really cool lighting the the mood of this i think overall just in the atmosphere has a different vibe to it than a lot of animated movies um that i mean it's definitely one that i like i want to revisit with with my kid i think that it'd be it'd be a fun one yeah i think if i'd seen this as a kid i don't know why i never did um maybe, maybe now i'd be a, a a hardcore snyder fan who defends the uh bvs ultimate cut if i had, if i had lashed on to snyder earlier but um yeah i i think i would have been all over this uh because of what i remember from the book and and how it pulls it across so yeah it's very interesting to me i think i had a point there at some point i guess just that he is very visual and he will adapt to whatever you're giving him for for better or worse um, yeah. Well, Tyler, didn't you say the backstory for this was he looked at some concept art or a painting that was done for the books and he was like, I'm making that. 
Yeah, basically, like he, I think he was with just no in context a, in a studio, which is <laughs> like, oh man, that looks great. I want to do that. <laughs> and then he ended up doing it. Which um, I mean, I do. I I kind of appreciate that. I, I like him going. No, that looks interesting. Let me try that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that ambition. And I I would argue it's his most complete palatable movie experience. I have not sure. seen Sucker Punch. Uh, I have not seen the Dawn of the Dead remake in a hot minute, um, which, like we said, I think last episode, we're, we're shoving that into the the pile of if we ever get into the actual George Romero Dawn of the Dead, so we'll, we'll loop it in there. Um, but I feel like this is just a, a full, like, I, there is a story. I mean, again, it's adapting yeah. books, but there's a a total complete package it's it's not again the most amazing mind-blowing thing but it looks really good and it's it's effective and so i don't know it is it is really just totally like making me rethink snyder as a as a creator and and how how i mean really how much of a misstep it was to put him at the head of the dcu yeah uh in a lot of ways but I don't know. Uh, it's it's given me a different appreciation, a different perspective on him for sure. How? Because I know he didn't write this movie. Did he write Watchmen or Three Hundred? I think he has a story credit on Three Hundred at least. Okay. Um, but Watchmen, no. I think that's more just they had a screenwriter for it, but I think a lot of that was just him going, make it look like the book, except for sure. the end because the squid is stupid, right? <laughs> disagree i'm not saying that <laughs> no i know i know um okay because I, I mean because i i was i, I felt like in, in some ways this movie did feel okay we are we are trying to complete an arc that is more fleshed out sure in the book we're kind of racing through everything this the setup and payoff is very quick we know it all we're just going to run through it all this stuff about like these are how the warriors how the guardians like society works and these are the different types of school they just like real quick say that and just keep moving whereas in the book you know that's like a chapter where you're like ah so now me and my friends can figure out which ones we would be britain what is what is worth more uh a few a few chapters that you have to read or a montage set to i believe an original song by owl city oh i mean like what I think the choice is clear. Oh, give me the Technicolor phase. That's what yeah. I'm wanting. Give me that Owl City jam. <laughs> Alex and I were talking about this before the episode. That soundtrack, that song is F-wording crazy. <laughs> like, it's. I totally get why it's 2010. Everybody's listening to Fireflies 100% of the time. We're all jamming out to Owl City and his great songs. Um, it's always a good time. He would later sing, mm-hmm. but and, and like they're owls in the movie, so you get Owl City to do the song. But I asked Alex if you if he thought this was when Zack Snyder's hair started going gray. <laughs> if like <laughs> when some studio head was like put in an Owl City song, and he was like, "That's not daunting." <laughs> I, I, I did throw out the idea that all of the compromises he made to make this movie more palatable is what led to, to Sucker Punch. It's an overcorrection yeah, sure. of the highest order. Sure, possible. Well, cause, and there's later a part, I think it's one of the battles where you hear some like, ah, kind of vocalizing yeah, yeah. in the back. And I was like, that's it. That's what Zach wanted. Mm-hmm. Because you, 
it's also a fairly while it is optimistic it's a darker tone for a a a movie for a kid's movie where it's apparently very easy for these three owlets to go missing and their parents never come looking for them i guess they they send the nurse snake to go get them like Mm -hmm. they're mr like mr and mrs mazel or something and then they just like they're like, okay, we're going to start training. Take to the open air. It's really fun out there. It's just like, and it's the, bizarre. The The score for the movie, which is by, oh, I'm, I, I, didn't, I misplaced the composer's name, if either of you have it up. Um, David something, um, who has not really done. David Hirschfelder. Yes, who has not really done much else from what I could see, that at least nothing that, that really stood out to me. Because nothing else mattered. Uh, I think he is pretty much. I think he is. Um, I mean, he's Australian and he is in uh, a band, maybe of some sort. There's probably some people who are like mega fans of that band. And they're like, how dare you? Um, but I think that's where he comes from. But I really like his score. I think it's 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 this this nice. Um, I mentioned you all. I think it is almost an effective score that could be used for like a superhero or a Justice League type movie words. Um, this this rousing, sort of triumphant march type type thing, um, and so the Owl City song is very jarring, yeah. Uh, but also amazing. Um, <laughs> also maybe the greatest. Like I think in terms of the the switch and just how obvious and and quick we hit that uh, yeah. that style. Uh, I'm I'm not sure anything else is is as brazen or as brave uh <laughs> in terms of having one of those kind of sequences in their movie. Um he the bands that he was in are called Little River Band and John Farnham Band, I believe. Sure. So check them out. Um he does also have two Oscar nominations. Oh. For composing the scores to Elizabeth the a Kate Blanchett movie and mm-hmm. Shine with Jeffrey Wright or Jeffrey Rush, excuse me, not Jeffrey Wright. That would be great though. Sure. Um, so yeah, and two fewer Oscars than Zack Snyder, but you know, still, <sighs> still accomplished. I'm gonna clarify that. So at the Oscars, they decided we want, we're gonna. They, they had the, tw- the you, uh, our fans know about this. I'm sure. The Twitter polls, the fan favorite stuff. Fan favorite movie of 2021. Number three was Minamata, a movie I did not know existed. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, of course, was Army of the Dead. And then they made everyone in the Oscars watch a, a clip of Army of the Dead where Dave Bautista fought a zombie in a helicopter. And mm-hmm. it was great. And Anthony Hopkins was there. Oh, um, all right. And uh, in the audience being like, well, okay. <laughs> well, I think I'm going to go watch this. If it's what the people want, it's on. Oh, he was in Transformers <laughs> Five. If he's not loving every second of Dave Batista fighting a, a zombie in a helicopter, I don't know what's wrong with him. He, Tell he me turned... it's on Netflix. No ne- Netflix. Oh, with everything sucks and American Vandal, my two favorite TV shows. <laughs> you know the thing about American Vandal I, is I oh, need man. Anthony. Like I'm. Whenever I think of Anthony Hopkins, I think of the monologue he gives in Westworld uh, on, I think he's like having dinner with a lady. I don't remember a whole lot of details about that show, but I remember good actors. Oh, man, um, he's incredible on that show. And I want him doing a monologue about uh, the the 
graffiti penises in American Vandal. I want I want to hear <laughs> Anthony Hopkins like giving this this philosophical uh sort of overarching perspective on humanity as yeah. seen through the eyes of the uh petty crimes in American Vandal. Do you know who the first anarchist was, Jeremy? <laughs> it was a it was a Grecian man who stood outside the Parthenon. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, but the other uh, Oscar that Zack Snyder won, because he's not doesn't have Oscars in my mind, he has two Oscars. Mm-hmm. Is they did a poll of cheerworthy movie moment of all time. This is all of cinema history, which is from the Lumiere brothers building is, the camera to now. This is uh, where the Oscars begin to become the Nickelodeon's Kid Choice Awards. Correct. Yes. This yes. is this is the tipping point. I would agree. I'm okay with that. I, no, I, to it's be clear, fine. I would like slime. I was gonna say, what if, what if, the, I, first of all, I really love hearing Tyler say, I would like slime. But it's gold slime. That's the difference. We've, yeah, we've probably sure. talked about this before. This is, this cannot be the first time this has come up for I don't, us. I don't think it is. But. Golden slime like in Game of Thrones, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Uh, but I need I need Martin Scorsese's next film to win him an Oscar for Best Director. For him to be up there on the stage, they hand him the statue, and he's just standing there and just slime. It's it's it's, it's the green slime straight yeah. up, and it's but it's the qu- just well, I, all over his nose. Nice I, I knew it was gonna happen. Of course, I knew it would be me. The question ah, the question is, me. who's throwing the slime on him? Is it like Tom Cruise? <laughs> no, it just comes from the ceiling, man. Yeah, it comes. From the- no, 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 no. Have I you I, ever I, watched the Kids Choice Awards? What was that? Have you ever watched the Kids' Choice Awards? Uh, probably. <laughs> oh, Alex. I like the idea of them coming up behind them, like you know, like uh, like football players who they dump the the, the buckets <laughs> on the coach with the ice. It's okay, whoever see. stars in his next movie. It's it's yeah. like it's his actor. <laughs> it it would have been They're making these 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 grins. <laughs> what would have been great if? It, during the uh, the Godfather tribute where Francis Ford Coppola came out with De Niro and Pacino, neither of whom said anything during this. Sure. If he was like, when we made the movie, I am asking you once again to watch The Godfather. When he's talking about making The Godfather and Pacino and De Niro just like lift up a bucket of slime. <laughs> <laughs> this very, is for Jack. Very solemnly. This is yeah. this is the difference at the Oscars. It's a, it's a it's it's ceremonial. It's, it's a ba- it's a baptism. We are presenting the slime. <laughs> Pacino just walks up to the mic slowly, carefully, while Coppola is just like, "What just happened to me?" And Pacino just goes, "Cinema." <laughs> and if you get slimed one year, you come back to slime the next person the following year. The it's like, a rite of passage. Like to be clear, the, this is not joyful. They no, it's solemn. They give like heartfelt. Teary, teary-eyed speeches uh, while being covered in slime. <laughs> and they're saying like, and you know, I really want to thank my parents for taking me to my first movie, All Quiet on the Western Front. Oh, um, <laughs> so during, amidst the slime. Look, I think, no, I think what we're um, trying to get at is that we should run the Academy Awards. <laughs> yes. Oh, hey, at this correct. stage... <laughs> Like what are what are we gonna do wrong? What, uh, what, what are, are they gonna, gonna lose? Yeah, yeah. What do you come on? Mm-hmm. Britain, Sir Sharonin can't present every award. <laughs> Save oh. that money and yeah. gift bags. Yeah. What? How? Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> there, 
there, there's a sequence there. They do the movie moment of the, of all time and it's matrix and dream girls and Spider-Man and stuff. Number one is flash. No, 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 no. Hold on. Sit on that. Like, like really make sure we understand. Yeah, okay. That's the, true. The five winners, yes. the five, I guess, runner up, Honorary. the four runner ups. And yeah. I don't know how this was selected. I don't know. I don't know how the, how it happened, but the final product is number five of all time is Neo dodging bullets in the matrix. This came up and I was like, all right, I get it. It's mm-hmm. going to be frankly, my dear, I don't give a hoot relevant yeah. from, from gone with the wind. It's going to be Casablanca. I get it. And then number four is, and I'm telling you, I'm not going from dream girls. I was like, okay, interesting. Number three is Avengers assemble from Endgame, which should number be the winner, is, right? Like, you would oh you would think number that's two, not my preferred but like it should no be. but you would assume yeah number two is spider-man team up and i'm like what could possibly beat all mm-hmm. these three web slinging guys it's the flash entering the speed force from justice league snyder version a, a, a moment that i forgot happened <laughs> and i will say I, I think that moment is great yeah i, I do sure, I, no sure that, I agree, that sure. is like a, a good moment um was not quite Cap holding Mjolnir for me, but that's all right. I mean, it, it wasn't um, even Gal Gadot beheading Stephen. I was going to say, not three minutes later, you have the actual the, cheer moment. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Right. Um. But yeah, cuts I, off his head just, and it goes through the portal, I, and they're like, "Dark side, we'll see you never." I, Bye. I really, I really love that this produced four action moments. Like, yeah. Jaw dropping like, oh man, action moments, and then Dream Girls, yeah. <laughs> Dream Girls, which is number four, which is the best place for it to be for comedy, right? <laughs> it's just like, how did? Are we okay. sure this wasn't hand selected? Hey. <laughs> um, Zack Snyder's like, oh crap, I filled this out. They they took my ballot. That's what that's what happened here. <laughs> Wait a minute, it's like that thing on Always Sunny where it's like, oh yeah, I was in the survey <laughs> or Family Guy or whatever yeah. had that bit. Sure. But Seinfeld, um, but yeah. So mm-hmm. it's weird, and uh, the Speed Force is in it, and Zach, and apparently uh, during when this showed in the the house at the Oscars, there were no applause. <laughs> um, <laughs> or may, maybe maybe there was one table. Maybe Javier Bardem was just like I was yes. gonna say. See, you say you say Javier Bardem. Meryl Streep's over He's, there. She's the ultimate DCEU stand. She's mm-hmm. just stand up. She can't stop clapping. I, she just yells, "This belongs to no one." <laughs> Yeah, so all of this is to say, what was you guys' cheer-worthy moment? Maybe this is the new best and worst. What was your cheer-worthy moment from Guardians of Gahul? What, what was, was the your, moment? What was your slime-worthy moment? What was your, okay, actually, that's good. Cheer-worthy. At what point were you cheering for these owls? And at what point did you want to slime these birds, <laughs> these turkeys? <laughs> these slime, slime these turkeys. I'm not comfortable with any of this. <laughs> Because frankly, when Gimbal was killed, apparently, I say slime those birds. Not a fan. I liked Gimbal. Um, as far as the moment that I cheered, I think it was the first time they did a slow motion Zack Snyder thing. Because I was like, oh, this is, we're in it. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I think it was during the logos at the beginning of the movie where there was a very slow feather yeah. in front of the Warner Brothers logo. And I was like, this is it. It's Snyder time. Alex, when did you cheer and when did you slime? I, I think my cheer moment might have been when they're training in the monsoon, because that's another like big uh, slow-mo sure, yeah. moment when Soren's finally 
kind of figuring out how to fly in, in very bad weather and he basically just zones out yeah. and it's like he's free. Um, should have started playing free fallen. Um, mm. but there's just like these really beautiful shots of like his wings are spread and there's rain, just slow motion coming down. There's a lightning in the background. So it's lighting it all up. So it's very, very vibrant. That was yeah. neat. I like that. Uh, yeah. slime worthy. Uh, when they hinted at a sequel at the end by being like his brother was never found. <laughs> and here's Clud looking like the flag in that like death of Superman yeah. animated thing. <laughs> I was like, all right. I was going to say, right. I mean, we had we had to figure out the origin story for uh, the Superman glowing red eyes in the Snyder yes. movies because he cannot uh, stop showing that. It was, it all began with Clud. There is I've I found the clip. There's a little bit of applause. OK, but it's hard to tell who it is. It's hard to tell where it's coming from. OK, I'm, I'm, well, so I mean, it really could be anybody. I mean, Brit- like it's, Brit- it looks Britain like it's I, kind of like Britain and I, we figured it out. It's Javier Bardem and Meryl Streep. That is official. Yeah. Canon. I, I, you know, what? Andrew Garfield's a sport. I bet he was Probably, just happy yeah. to like celebrate yeah. the art form. Yeah. Yeah, he was just having he knew he wasn't going to have to get up. So he Andrew, was like, let me just have Andrew Garfield fun. could be a flash. He really well, could be. Yeah. And hey, we might need a new one. So <laughs> you never know. Sure. <laughs> can we can we quickly uh uh i know the flash movie's got another year before it comes out because they pushed it back can we quickly uh can we smudge out one actor and just squeeze another one in i think yeah yeah what's the i guess the, well i don't know where to go with that but yeah <laughs> <laughs> i will say i had a hard time keeping all the names together in the movie uh basically i was like soren clud everyone else i was having trouble with so and i i, I had imdb open next to me because i wanted to track who which which sure. of the sterling cast played which characters well not bad. i actually thought that the movie like the voice actors for the most part did a good job like i wasn't oh totally I, no i wasn't being ironic. but in the sense of i wasn't immediately recognizing their voices sure yeah. like hugo weaving was really and maybe sam neill were the only ones that i actively like immediately was like okay i know who you are but like jeffrey rush took a couple of minutes for me to figure out mm. david winham i don't think i even realized Did, it was I think david winham was the only one yeah. david winham was like doing a voice yeah. he wasn't yeah. just talking and yeah. even like helen mirren maybe that's just because i haven't seen enough movies that she's been in but i i didn't immediately pick up on her so it was sometimes with movies like this it's kind of easy to at least have the voice association so you're like okay i can keep track of sure. this somewhat but i was having yeah. trouble with that most of the names I could not figure out. And then, unfortunately, I did like the action scenes. I did like, uh, Tyler, how you were saying, they have like um, this almost like balletic nature to them because we're trying to hide a lot of the really intense violence, which I think is, is a very good way to compensate for that. Yeah. Um, But during like the, the big like battle sequence at the end when the armies are charging at each other or whatever, I couldn't tell who was who. Like I, sure. I kind of lost track of who the characters were because most of them are wearing metal helmets and yeah. most of them have brown feathers. So I was just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that it matters at that point. It's just like owl fighting. Yeah, it's going I, down. I got Twilight and Alamir confused a little bit, but Alamir uh-huh. had more of like feathers around his beak. I, um, yeah, I, I think Abby Cornish's character like shows up flirts and then disappears i thought that was bit. rachel vice when i was when i heard mm. the voice yeah and i got to the credits and i was like you're wrong on that one 
<laughs> well, the one that I got, Anthony LaPaglia, who's a, a wonderful actor that I first saw in Frasier doing like a Cockney voice. I always forget he's Australian. Sure. I didn't know Jim Sturgis was Australian or as good at pretending to be. Um, But yeah, I was something else. What do you, when you guys think of an owl, when someone says mm-hmm. the word owl, what kind of owl comes into your head? Mine tends to be like a great horned owl, right? Yeah. That to me is like your standard order owl. Yeah. Because one of the things that this movie reminded me of is there's a lot of kinds of owls out there. Yeah. There's burrowing kinds and gray there's, ones and barn that's, ones. That's kind of a fun, it's it's sort of, oh, oh geez, I just, the, my, my mind just went to making a Red Wall adaptation with Zack Snyder. I want that. Um, <laughs> because it has the same vibe of the characters, because they are supposed to be actual animals, are mm-hmm. different scales. Right. Um, which is, I think, always interesting to have, like, you got Twilight as this massive owl who, I don't even know what type of owl he's supposed to be, but yeah, it's this giant owl that, that dwarfs all the other owls in the movie. Um, and and Gilfie's a little little desert owl. Um, I like that it, it sticks to that, and I, I'm very impressed by how they rendered the, the faces. Like, I think that yes. that's really well done in a way that doesn't make them totally... I, f- I can picture how this would look if you told most popular animated studios make right. a movie with an owl face, or yeah, with, yeah. With, with owls as the characters, figure out what their face looks like, be something a lot more humanoid like something that's, sure. that's easier to kind of parse um just as a face yeah but it it really is like no this looks like an owl and we're figuring out how to make them expressive without right. messing that up too much yeah without losing the fact yeah I, I completely agree like the way they managed to manipulate their beaks in a way that you're like i know owls don't really move their beaks like that but it, i buy it for what mm-hmm. this is yeah um, i was uh yeah i was impressed i was immediately having thoughts and i actually makes it look worse for this movie because it came out a year later up with some boots because we were complaining yeah, about yeah. Uh, Humpty Dumpty and his face looking yeah terrifying and, and it's uh, like that is supposed to be a more humanoid face but sure, just in sure. terms of executing an animated character it's yeah yeah no like the, that was the thing that I was consistently drawn to in the movie is like it looks terrific and I loved all the character designs I like the way it looked. I like the way the characters move. Like they move like owl. I'm not an owlologist, but like they they move like owls, to my knowledge. Like it was really to my knowledge, um, <laughs> but it was. Just, I thought it just really looked spectacular. And I think animation can either be the most dated or the most timeless thing. And I feel like even when we were when we talked about the Toy Story movies, like the humans had to improve a lot, but the toy animation like was pretty solid from the beginning, right? Because if something is stylized enough. It, it's like it isn't you don't like I, I feel like there are a lot of old hand-drawn like disney movies and stuff that still hold up really well you, you polish them up a little bit you fix the coloring you smooth it out but like they still look pretty solid because they're not trying to be realistic but this is this interesting case of no we're trying to make these owls look as much like real owls as we can and it just worked like it just still looks fantastic yeah i completely agree and and I and I've been trying to figure out how to make a Redwall movie for a while because it is a weird British animated series, but I do think you got to. It's a combination of this and like the Robert Zemeckis Beowulf stuff, where it's like motion sure. cap motion capture, but they also look like them. And I'm one of the otters. <laughs> yeah, I can be skipper. Yeah, for mm-hmm. This I can be Madame Mayo. I think this movie has kind of convinced me that Zack Snyder is very much in the Ridley Scott category of directors. Um, 
And by that, I mean he has a great sense for world building and visuals, obviously, but he is very, very dependent on the script in terms of how it's going to turn out. Um, Sure. And I don't want to necessarily say Zack Snyder should not write his own films. I think I've probably said that before, but he did put the Justice League together and like he he co-wrote that with Chris Mm -hmm. Terrio. So like I can't, you know, it's hard to be like completely against him when that that seemed to work. Um, But yeah, this movie was not written by him. 300 was Um, Watchmen wasn't, but it has a lot of his influence, clearly. Um, Sucker Punch is all his, so it'll be interesting to compare and contrast with this. Um, and then obviously he had a hand in the story for Man of Steel and BVS. So, um, but yeah, I, I, it's, it's weird. Cause I like uh, Zack Snyder and Ridley Scott are, feel like such different directors and maybe it's more just listening to them talk. They, they approach things very differently, but I feel like they, they, have those same sensibilities in terms of just being very very dependent on what is written before anything yeah. is shot or animated do you want a Zack snyder alien movie i've been pitching this for months he should direct alien versus predator a- but not alien versus predator i said alien just alien i mean i'd be okay with one. that too i see i think he, i think alien versus predator is is a key Oh, I think concept yeah, to pitch sure. there for for him because I think you need the the obvious to go to in order to have cool battles and stuff. I think Alien on its own <clears throat> lends itself to being too introspective, and then you get whatever Ridley Scott has been trying to do with that franchise. So I mean, Zack Snyder would have more Colonial Marines, so it'd probably be better. That's true. <laughs> mm. Do you think he'd have like would there would there be an Alien King? Zack Snyder's. <laughs> I, if if Army of the Dead was instead Army of Aliens and like it's the same exact movie, it's just Xenomorphs instead. Yeah, I I haven't watched that. Maybe I, I would have watched. I was <laughs> maybe I would have watched it by now if that were the case. <laughs> yeah. Hey Joseph, when you're uh, real quick, guys, this is just for Joseph's audience. Joseph, when you're done watching Euphoria, will you watch Army of the Dead again and tell us tell us if it is indeed your best movie of 2021? Because we, the fans, uh, selected it. And then also watch the prequel movie and uh, uh, demand or, uh, you know, request answers as to why that wasn't voted as best movie of 2021. It wasn't even second best. What's that about? Yeah. Hey. Joseph, can you find us answers? Thank you. And then can you call Mr. Oscar and ask him what the heck? (laughs) We need answers. I I think that's how that works. Um. I feel like we should we should mention, by the way, the uh, visual effects studio that was uh, mm. behind the animation for this was um, Animal Logic. Oh, uh, who did Happy Feet, which makes a lot of sense in terms totally, of I yeah. think the kind of the real realistic animals and things. Um, oh, I've lost my tab, but they they also helped on they do a ton of visual effects for just all sorts of different movies. They helped yeah. on Three Hundred. Um, but they also have done all the Lego movies that I've kind of like oh, Lego, wow. the Lego movie, Lego movie part two and Ninjago and Batman. Did they so, do the zombie polar bear in Game of Thrones? They did not, but they did apparently do a polar bears uh, like clip marketing thing in association with, association with Coca-Cola. 
Okay. Uh, that was produced by Ridley Scott. I did see that. So to bring this full circle. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> something. I thought it was produced um, and not directed. He went, yeah, I'll give it some money. I like ba- <laughs> I like bears drinking soda. That's funny. It's, a, it's quite a... He just walks like, who, up to them. Unmade alien. Here's some money. <laughs> how how does how do they, they, these things happen? Like who who sets that deal up? I just, I the film fe- yeah. features the voices of Lin Manuel Miranda and Army Hammer. <laughs> oh, those okay. are three very different people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I got nothing else there. Uh, what's what's our next what's our next topic on the on the agenda? <laughs> <laughs> um I, there are a few things that bring me more joy than just digging into wikipedia stuff for random movies and just eventually landing on something that's like yep that was there what i go. was looking for <laughs> tyler you speaking of what we've been looking for tyler you 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 gave a hot take um in our, our group chat about this movie i would love to hear you go into that please my hot take is that this movie is good avatar uh, <sighs> ah burned myself specifically james cameron's avatar uh, i, I agree <laughs> there, I, the main character is white i have that <laughs> that one i've got uh, but like there's oh, the, the, <laughs> the soundtrack this uh, is this has now become a completely different podcast sure the soundtrack, as you mentioned, it's got some of that, that chanting and stuff, and some of that mm-hmm. mood comes through. And especially when they go to the big old owl, owl tree yes. uh, in the Sea of Hulumir. Uh, that's not a joke. That's that's what no, it no, is. No, no, um, <laughs> When they go there, uh, it's this, this giant, very cool-looking tree with all these owls flying around in it. Um, and it gives me very similar vibes, and it's like it's got stuff about like the owls flying, uh, le- learning to control their their wings and be able to to get up in the air and like listen to the listen to their intuition um much as avatar has all the stuff with the big old flying lizards and hooking your ponytail into the uh cigarette burner of the, <laughs> of the flying lizard so that you can fly it um is that what happens in that do they I hook the so. ponytails into the, uh, I the think lizards? you're right okay don't read into it it's just excessively sure. creepy <laughs> okay well um also, this has like the wisdom of the gizzards, and uh, there's a line <laughs> <Also> where excessively <laughs> creepy. <laughs> there's a there's a line where somebody tells uh, Bubo, who is the blacksmith owl, played by somebody I, I forget. It's some bigger name. What is that? Uh, that might be Jeffrey Rush. No, he was Ezelrib. Was he Ezelrib? Okay. Yeah. Who was the other? Bubo was somebody. Bubo, I, I don't. I didn't recognize him honestly. Maybe not. I might. Maybe I'm confusing mm. something. Um, somebody look it up. But uh, there is a line that is uh, Bubo sharp, sharp in the battle claws, which is, I mean. Yeah. And it's said with such seriousness. I, I, yes. I do like that this movie and presumably the book have a Clash of the Titans reference. That makes me happy. Um, I, I, I liked how seriously the actors would say these lines because there's a lot of things of where, where like Sam Neill or whatever have to go. The pure ones are across the sea of Hulamir. All of our kind is in danger. Like, it's pretty great. And when they had to say moon blinking, every single time it was gold. They moon blinked us. All these moon blinked owls, they're moon blinking the owls. Moon blinking is a genuinely scary thing where they make a bunch of owls look at the moon Mm -hmm. all night until they're in a trance forever. Well, 
And I, I like the fact that it, it basically is making the owls sleep at night and therefore throwing off their sleep cycle. Right, uh, right. Because we've all been there, you know? Yeah. Get I've yourself had, all flipped around. I've had around. We've, gotten, we've, gotten, we've all gotten moonblinked from time to time. Mm, man. Uh, stayed up too late playing Skyrim or whatever. Um, I think that's neat. I think that's a fun concept. No, I agree. It's a fun concept. Bubo and, and was I... voiced by an actor named Bill Hunter. Oh, okay. Maybe I totally crossed some wires there. Then. He's an Australian actor. Jocker. Ah. One of the actors, when the, the two funny owls who capture Soren and uh, Clud and mm-hmm. Gilfie, Jat and... I think it's one... Jat and Judd. Jat and Judd. Or something like Judd, maybe. One of them is voiced by Lee Wanell, who is an actor who would go on to direct The Invisible Man starring Elizabeth Moss. Oh. And uh, I love that movie. So, yeah. Great, uh, sick Parvis Magna, I guess. <laughs> uh, Bill Hunter actually passed away in 2011, it looks like. so. Huh. Gotcha. That's sad. I think it's an apt comparison in Tyler, the, the Avatar, uh, verse one. Um yeah, I think that tracks. What I'm saying is Zack Snyder should make three more of these to compete with. <laughs> uh, I like that. Counter-programming. I like it. And do Steal we... Steal their fans. I would also love there's an Owl City song in Avatar 2. There's <laughs> <laughs> 10 million avatars. <laughs> I'm blue. Da-ba-dee-da-ba-die. You joke about that? I think that would be the only serious way to get me invested in, in a sequel to Avatar <laughs> is going, we're making it a musical. Well, the soundtrack is available it's, on Lakeshore Records. I would I would like an Avatar 2 that, because I, I think I've um, heard of this some that like the Avatar soundtrack is supposed to be really well, deeply researched into like, oh, we're going to make this sound not traditionally western but right. then it kind of ends up sounding traditionally western because the way that they compiled and, and ended up bringing in those sounds um i would i would love with the second one they're just like nope not going to the effort whole thing soundtrack is owl city that's just <laughs> that's that's it's just gonna be popping in uh you know every every 10 15 minutes you're gonna get an owl city song i yeah honestly i would watch it in a theater i would <laughs> quick we have to go and save the ma- the world tree it's always a good time I don't what's the song what's the name the of the song from this one bird's eye view bird's eye view it's either bird's eye view or take to the sky I think he it's says bird's eye view. he says both in a way that suggests the title of the song maybe it's like a fallout boy song and it's actually called like you don't know where i've been today mom <laughs> it is to the sky and the okay. oscar to for the best okay. joke goes to hey oh man <laughs> it's pretty good i want to i want to take a I'm gonna I'm gonna put to this guy over the uh, 
clip from Avatar where they're starting to fly the Banshees or whatever. Oh, I like that. I thought you were going to say over the end of this episode. <laughs> Two, I might. That song was really good fodder for me in terms of like, what's the most uh, inappropriate Snyder film moment where we can insert that? <laughs> and I immediately thought to the Martha moment where Bruce is having all of his flashbacks to his parents getting killed and not being miserable. <laughs> I talked to when we did Man of Steel about playing the zombies cran or the mm -hmm. cranberries zombie over the final fight i gotta do it again with take to the sky <laughs> i think it'd be pretty good <laughs> punches zod or zod takes him to space take to the sky oh more okay that would be uh. fascinating to know if that was a studio mandate or if that was snyder it i I could believe either way. I can't, I don't. Yeah. I don't feel like I have a genuine read on the man anymore. Every, <laughs> everything kind of where, I yeah. thought I knew about him is now just crumbling. Oh, uh, man, good time. Ah, <laughs> uh, I guess I'll, I'll just uh, focus on on one thing. I. I 90 minutes, I think, perfect for a, a oh, children's yeah, for film, sure, for sure. and particularly something that's dark in nature like this. I think that's very effective to be like, okay, we're not going to drag out the super dark elements. We're not going to traumatize any kids with this. I, you know, I, I think all of that is pretty well balanced. Um, I did feel like the story was a little cookie cutter in places. Felt like, and, and maybe this is just because there's a lot of characters that show up, and that's partially why I was getting confused. But um, which which one's the turncoat? Alamir. Alamir. Okay. Um, he's set up in like one scene briefly as just being kind of antagonist antagonistic uh towards Soren, and then the next scene they're like, "We're gonna go fight," <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Like he, yeah, he doesn't get a whole lot I, of screen again, time. Again, that's just like the, trying to compile three books into one movie. Yeah, this movie manages it better than others have, I think. True. But it still feels like a little, a little fast. Yeah, and I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit. I think he's got a little bit more because don't they? Yeah, because he's got the subplot where they go and do like reconnaissance, and then that's how they oh, set up the yeah. trap. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's just enough to make it not a shock when he's revealed to be a traitor, right? But also not enough to give away him as the traitor. Hmm. <laughs> they moon blinked Eglantine. <laughs> that was kind of freaky, though, when they bring a baby owl back and she's just like shaking and her eyes are all glazed over. Yeah. And then she wakes up and she's like, "We made it to the to the guardian's tree." I was like, "That kid's gonna die," <laughs> but she didn't. But she didn't die. Who did not die? Eglantine. Oh, and they keep uh, alluding to an owl deity. They're like, thank Grox. Well, or Glocks or something. Maybe that's something we should talk about. I think it's fascinating that it's not just like, we, we've just got this concept of, of uh, sentient owls that are just like, we've got this, this interesting story going on with them fighting each other. It's magic too. Right. Can, can somebody explain like the the pellet thing that's uh, powering that blue force field thing? I, I still, maybe I, I wasn't paying the most attention because I had to 
with my schedule, I had to force this in through several kind of smaller snippets. I wasn't able to sit down and just watch the whole thing. Um, so that when you were too busy listening to Spirit in the Sky when you saw the, I was too, the blue light. I was light too busy thing. listening to Fallout Boy. <laughs> uh, no, but, but basically, like, if you... The owl pellets, I guess mice have been eating these, like, magical metal, flecks of metal that if they gather them all together, they create a vacuum. I never I actually didn't really get it either. Yeah, because I, I didn't quite understand what was happening at the end. Um, yeah. where like all the guardians are trapped by this thing, um, and yeah, because it looked like it was a tractor beam. It it it's weird because I, that moment where Soren like he uh, he has to f- go into the fire with the little oil can and that heats up and then he goes dive bombing mm-hmm. into the shield. That's totally Superman flying into the world engine in Man of Steel. Like it's the, it's the same exact moment. He's screaming and everything. So I thought that was an interesting parallel. Um. But yeah, I didn't really know what that was. And I knew they talked about it. They described it at least a little bit, but I still didn't quite know what was going on. Yeah, I never totally like parsed it myself. And it feels weird that in the Owl movie, we have like this MacGuffin with like mechanical working parts at the same time. It was it was a strange combination. So uh, I did. I, I was looking up the, the summary for this because um, I wanted to confirm the uh, idea is that it's magnetism messing with the owl's internal, like, senses. Okay. Like, magnets. I, I don't know how biologically accurate that is, but the idea being that owls can be very disrupted by magnetism. We'll go with kryptonite logic. That is fine. Yeah, sure. And that is the book explanation, is that it is it is explicitly just like, oh, it's magnets. But in the movie, we need a visual explanation and we're not really going to dig into it okay uh so yeah i think that's where it's coming from also this does apparently uh ezelrib ezelrib uh one of the gahulian legend guardians uh he in this wikipedia article apparently has a a snake in the book as well he has he has a nest snake who, who explains their uh Explains his background as lies of Kiel. And also it says in here, uh, Ezelrib was also the famous warrior, lies of Kiel. Parentheses. Ezel was lies spelled backwards. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Wikipedia. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> My favorite, this actually happened. So I was looking up, um, apparently, uh, Owl City slash Adam Young is the name of the guy behind Owl City. Uh, apparently he was just a fan of the books and Zack Snyder. Hmm. It's like, ah, oh, it's cool to, I don't know if that's necessarily, that could just be like a press quote of like, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of these books and Snyder's directing. Um, but I like to think he's, you know, a massive, uh, Watchmen fan or whatever at, at this sure. time. Um, but you can tell when people are really dedicated to a topic by looking at their Wikipedia page. Uh, and like this, this has a, just full paragraph like 20 lines for every book in the series on the wikipedia page for guardians of cool just breaking down <laughs> the whole thing uh and also uh owl city's wikipedia page is like here's when he released every single and every song and here's every like album wow. that came out and like it th- th- i enjoy stumbling on those kind of things because it's like somebody really wanted to get 
all of this information about this thing out there. You know what? I'm here for it. Yeah. Passion defeats apathy every time. Yes. Probably. Think about that. Think about that. That's like like running into the speed force to save the world. That's uh-huh. that's our, a our, that's just a big uh, cheerworthy moment. Our yeah. gizzards help us determine what is right from what is wrong. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust your gizzards, Soren. So good. <laughs> what is a gizzard anyway? It's like the well, you know, turkeys have have their big old big old gizzards. Uh, I if believe. I up, if I held up a picture of an owl, could you show me where the gizzard is? The second stomach, called the gizzard, is a very is very muscular and grinds up the meaty part of the meal. Once the meat has been broken down, the digestible material moves into the owl's intestine. The bones, fur, feathers, and scales remain in the gizzard. I so, believe that's from the Washington Post. Okay. So I think, yeah, I think the idea is that it's supposed to be like your heart. It's like sure. the, owl's, the owl's heart. But I don't, I thought turkeys had a gizzard that was on, what is that? What is, oh, they don't have like a... Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. Maybe it's the waddle I'm thinking of. Yeah, because it's still a strong, muscular pouch that breaks down hard foods like seeds and seeds and nuts. Birds will often swallow bits of gravel and sand, which go to the gizzard to help crush up the food. Mm-hmm. Welcome back to Here Come the Zookwolves, where we're going to tell you all about cool animal facts. Turtles never die. Um, <laughs> so that's an interesting one. And slime. And slime, which is mined from slugs. Hmm. In the Nickelodeon slime mines, yeah, it's 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 atrocious. That's where that's where they find they. It's it's all child labor. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> if you if you lose on Double Dare, you have to go to the slime mines. <laughs> did, did it, did, do you hey. have it? More slime, we mean for the mill. Doctor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Dr. Lodian runs the <laughs> uh, the child actor cloning farms and the the children who farm enough slime are allowed to get their own TV show. Nicholas it's a horrible Eze- practice. Nicholas Ezekiel Lodian. Nick <laughs> E. Lodian. <laughs> of course, all of it rolls up to Rosie O'Donnell. Right. It all goes back to her. Oh, if you don't think Nickelodeon this is, is not legal, we yeah, this is a joke. This, these are these are jokes. Yeah, real quick, we judge. Don't... Hey, judge, who's listening to this right now in court? We're joking. This is all comedy. Not... Yeah, Classic. that's why Alex isn't saying anything. He doesn't want to implicate himself. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know when to keep my mouth shut. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon only minds joy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I finished watching an eight-hour video on Victorious the other day. So did I. Oh, good. Okay. Well, I got. I'm still not 100 percent sure which one that is. So I, I guess I'm truly behind. Did you guys learn a lot about Victorious? Did I? It's pretty. Good. It was scary how much I learned, and now it'll mm-hmm. never which, leave my brain. Which ones? Who's in that? Uh, Ariana Grande. Oh, is she? Yeah. Huh. So that's the whole thing. Interesting. <laughs> and uh <laughs> if you search the here come the sequels wiki for ariana grande this is the only episode that comes up 
<laughs> she got started on Broadway in the musical 13. She was not a main character. Just saying. I know where she comes from. <laughs> in terms of her career, I don't know where she lives. Guys, maybe this is going to be in a court case. <laughs> Which means... Not if, we no get her, not if we get her on the podcast. <laughs> hey, Ariana, come on. Talk to us about Kahul a second time. Talk to us about yeah. an eight-hour Victorious yeah. video Tell essay. Tell us your thoughts on the Victorious video essay. Yeah. It's actually or the second part mm. of the, the... The first part was... It's like five hours, right? F five hours, yeah. So, or you could talk about Die Hard Four, whichever you know. Yeah, whatever you're that's more interested in. Uh, Turns out she's a big Timothy Oliphant stan. <laughs> oh, who isn't? I know. I welcome I, to the uh, look. Uh, uh, we are counting more and more reasons yeah. by the minute why she should join us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She can come bang bang into the podcast. <laughs> That's another popular let's, song I know. Let's 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 do grades for Britain. Uh, I think I think uh, never mind. The category <laughs> of song references is a underrated category in terms of how often they go over Alex and I's heads specifically. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of things we make on the or references we make on this podcast that I think nobody else is appreciating sure. except us. But those are those are ones that I think are a special, special <laughs> category because we're just like I don't know. <laughs> we like the Beatles, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Beatles and Billy Joel—that's our, yeah. that's, that's our, our, that's our racket. What else do you need, really? It's all rock and roll to me. <laughs> there you, you got, go. There you we go. We got Alex in on it. Is. All right. Mm -hmm. Hey, mm -hmm. now he's now he came to play. <laughs> I give Guardians <laughs> of Owls, Go <laughs> Legends, who. <Hool>. Uh, <laughs> Be great if everything we have to go to go battle. Get on your armor. <laughs> we are gals. Um, that that, I give it, that helmet is too big for you. <laughs> I give it a B for bird. <laughs> this, this, podcast, this podcast episode is going to be unintelligible. I don't. Um, oh man, I haven't heard those stories since I was a hatchling, <laughs> right out of my g egg. Britain, what are you doing? Uh, uh, I'm gonna do C plus. I all said and done. I think I'm also gonna do a C plus. Well, all right. Leave me standing alone as the mild defender of no. Legend Guardians. I, well, I mean, it, it, waving that battle flag. Of, just to reiterate, the movie looks gorgeous. So clearly, like it's Snyder's strengths, um, kind of being used to their fullest. And I, I like how restrained it is, and how how much how different it is from his other movies. Mm -hmm. um, it's just that the story for me was kind of boilerplate. It was kind of just standard, run of the mill, with some mild flourishes, like a Gizzard, um, to keep it interesting. <laughs> but. Um, yeah, I, I'm 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 happy I watched it, but I don't think this is something I'm gonna rewatch at least anytime soon. Yeah, I will say I think something I didn't I didn't talk about on an, an actual serious note about the movie, um, maybe something that I didn't mention that is is booing my opinion. I like the way it diverges with Soren and Clud and how Clud is aside from the fact that he has an unfortunate name that means he's gonna be the bad guy. Um, he His he comes set in him as, up for like, failure, pretty much. Uh, he comes in as this, um, like, impressionable, kind of scared 
kid who who just has not like grown up and is basically it is showing you how people get indoctrinated into cults from a young age yeah. Yeah. uh on a on a very high level uh and in a very obviously over the top fantasy owl way um but i think that's really interesting to how it shows the two of them kind of splitting off and and how cled becomes more and more uh stuck into this way of life and, and more and more convinced that this is like philosophically and morally correct uh while while soren is still kind of finding his own way and and having teachers who let him grow and think um i think that's that's interesting and that's a cool parallel that's that's well done and, and shows like why uh, cults are dangerous you know no i agree I, yeah that's I my big that. takeaway from guardians of google you know what heaven's gate was kind of weird huh Tyler after Gahul. Didn't Clud, Heaven's Gahate. Didn't Clud have some kind of line basically saying you're living in an effing dream world? Didn't he basically say that towards the yes, end? Yeah, more or less. Yeah. I just think that's funny given Snyder's real life statements about things. It's funny. Clud Snyder. <laughs> That's his dog's name. Um, I would buy that. That would be yeah. cute, actually. This is my dog. Clud's... Actually, yeah, okay. Never mind. <laughs> that would be good. Um, as long as he's like a big old, like he's, you know, not, yeah, like maybe not big... like a German Shepherd, but like a, like a like a big Labrador or something. Yeah, or like a Basset Hound, just like, I'm Clud. Zach, tell us, tell us who, what your dog is like. If yeah. you have a dog. And if not, get one and name it, Clud. Please. Thank you. Joseph, yeah. will you write to Zack Snyder? <laughs> I, um, I actually have a movie to recommend this week. I did mm-hmm. it. I watched one. It's a short film. Uh, so it was easy to do. I'm going to recommend a documentary short called Audible. This is uh, a Netflix a Ridge. And it is this little 40-minute documentary about a deaf high school football team. Um, and... Uh, big games coming up with the main the person they're kind of mainly focusing on amari his best friend prior to this movie had committed suicide and so it's about him coping with that and just like living life and getting ready for this big game it's not a documentary that like has a specific point in the sense of we're tracking this team over the course of a full season if it's like a documentary feature a series i think you would get into that instead it just becomes this nice little visit into this this world and the school and these people's lives it's just really really well done the music is fantastic like it's a really great score it's cut really well um i liked it a lot and it's like i said it's like 39 40 minutes and it's all about football and good stuff and family and it's called audible i don't have a recommendation this week because as i stated earlier i barely got this movie in (laughs) Tyler. Worth it for Clud. Worth it for Clud. Do it for Clud. Um, that's that's one one of my tattoos. Says thing. <laughs> that's what my uh, <laughs> if you're that my like arrange the word uh magnets on my refrigerator says. Yeah. Which is ironic because if Clud were near those magnets, it would screw him up. <laughs> well, there's the there's the Simpsons thing where it's like right. You know, uh, I forget what it is. What the thing is? It's like it, the sign says. Uh, 
don't forget you're here forever and then he covers sure. it up and it says do it for her and it's his yeah. daughter and it's very sweet um but it's that but it, you, it, it's, i don't know what it said before but now it says these, do it for clud it's all these images of the character clud and alex looks up at it every day and he's like you're right it's clud montage you're right you gotta have some reason to get out of bed in the morning murdered <laughs> by that horrible coward soren yes Alex is like uh, driving around like Jamie Foxx in Collateral. And every night again, he pulls down his uh, his mirror and he looks at a picture of Clud. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, one day, Clud, I'm going to get to you. He opens a, he has a, a little, um, what do you call it? A photo like from Memento. Yeah. Uh, and it's a picture of Izzel Rib, Izzel, Izzel Rib. And it says, don't believe his lies. Don't believe his lies. Oh, there it is. Keel. Oh. That's yeah. That's gotta be. That's gotta come back, huh? That he's uh, been telling lies. Mm-mm-mm. Tyler, do you have a recommendation? <laughs> uh, I finally. I I haven't. There, there's a million things to do in Elden Ring, but I have I have beaten the main bosses. Wow. Pretty pretty much all the the big the big bosses that people talk about. So I have I have gotten to the point where i can end the game when i feel like it but i am still poking around exploring but it is enough for me to say that it is very good um and also legend of zelda breath of the wild guardians of gahul 2 has been delayed to 2023 so uh the i i feel like i'm pretty confident in saying that it's already going to be sort of the the best game of the year i don't know could be others it's it's very good. It's a uh, if you have any interest in it, I would suggest giving it a shot because uh, it's insane and I love it. That's awesome. That's awesome. So we're doing Sucker Punch next week. Yep. From owls to gals, it's uh, another trip around the sun. Um, that's going to be an interesting one. <laughs> From gizzards to misters. <laughs> There's a couple of misters in that movie. Um, yes. And then we'll start an actual franchise, which we will announce later. I think we should start like a like a blog about where we, we make editorials about fantasy children's literature. So and we can call it from gizzards to wizards. I like it. This we is about there. Percy G. Jackson, and he, <laughs> the owl, the Guardians of Gahul version of him would be he'd be the son of Goose. Tyler, mm-hmm. where can they find us? Mm-hmm. If um, they want to hear us talk about say more great jokes like son of Goose, <laughs> <laughs> you can find us online here from the sequels We're on Twitter at HCT Sequels. Again, uh, email us at here come the sequels at gmail.com. We are on Spotify. We are on Apple Podcast, uh, Overcast, Castbox, uh, probably other ones. Yeah, Metalbeak. Metalbeak. We're on Metalbeak. I imagine. I, I I think Elden Ring does have a shot at Game of the Year, depending on how Untitled Zeus Game goes. Sure. So that's that was a joke for me and tyler yeah yeah. Alex, yeah alex you got anything else you want to say to the kids before we get out of here i'm lame i play apex legends <laughs> but that's what the kids want yeah 
Do you wear your big cargo shorts when the you do? The kids don't like their video game video games to be yeah deconstructed. Britain, yeah. Britain, I wear I wear my cargo shorts and my leather jacket. <laughs> so that all the other kid all the other boys know that you came to play yeah Mm -hmm. you game hard i've got my my bag of doritos next to me Mm -hmm. got my my g fuel yeah i've been playing red dead redemption 2 uh i haven't finished it before so i'm excited to do that should be good stuff i really like that game a lot yep sucker punch next week big stuff (laughs) I don't know how to close this anymore. We already did all the closing stuff. Yeah, well. But I guess why do we ever yeah. have to close? Thank what you. What if we record? What if, guys? What if we record the, the endless podcast, the first endless podcast? Whoa! We just never stop recording. Midstream, mid mid recording, I figure out how to hook this into Twitch, and we just we just keep going. And eventually, C-SPAN picks us up. We'll we'll alternate. One of us has to, um, you know. Keep keep the show going while the others sleep. Yeah, time yeah. to time. I like that. I can take a shift. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it will take every third. No. One. <laughs> You're guaranteed <laughs> one from Alex, sir. And the sequel, bro- and the sequel bros, or the movie buddies, whatever they're called, finished the podcast, but Joseph was never found. And then you see Joseph against the sun, and his eyes are red, and you just see a microphone in the foreground. <laughs> and his, his eyes just shine red. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I've been Britain. I've been Alex. Captain Tyler. Oh, we Whoa. did the thing. Next, oh. next week, oh. we're getting sucker punched by sucker punch. Bye! Yeah. And you're having a good night. <laughs>